Good evening, and welcome to Light in the Darkness. My name is Red Mark. Well, here we are, the 1st of October of the year 2021, and I want to start off tonight with... Na-na-na-na-na-na-na-na-na-na. <laughs> I know, I'm, I'm old, I've lost it, so... Well, the reason I did that is because of the title of tonight's commentary, which is Nutjob No More. Finally, to start, even those, even though these times we are living in are difficult to witness, it's nice to hear people finally saying, Red, that just maybe you're not such a nut job after all. I think back to all the countless conversations I've had with friends, family, co-workers, many fellow church members, and how in most all cases being written off as one of those end-time radicals. You know, the ones that always bother me the most were the pastors themselves. Pastors always, I mean, for the most part, wrote me off, totally. And without equivocation, I was again written off as a potential troublemaker, fear-monger, whatever other titles they could drum up. Even when I would say to them, but pastor, one-third of the Bible is prophecy. Things and words like, that was for another time, Red, or these teachings are no longer relevant in our day. I had become the red plague of fear and mongering. <laughs> Notice I didn't say black plague. I couldn't resist, sorry. You know, they would always say, but Red, it's always been this way. Pestilences, wars, so relax. It'll get better soon. Just mellow out. Now, at this point... I would remind them that what Peter said in chapter 3 of his second book, that scoffers would come in the last days, scoffing at what the watchman was foreseeing and soon coming, according to Bible prophecy. Yeah, I knew it was coming, but I didn't expect it to be mostly pastors and church leaders where I would get most of the rejection. In reality, most folks are just too busy to even consider what's taking place right now with careers, investments, sports, hobbies, church people just didn't want to talk about it, just don't want to focus on the here and now. As is often the case, it takes one extremely disturbing event, like a 9-11 or the Indonesian tsunami, the Fukushima earthquake, to wake people up. But guess what? Now playing is the pandemic. Now, it's hard, of course, to find any good news about this ongoing social, you know, so-called pandemic. But, but this, you know, and this, and this, the subsequent fear apocalypse that has since ensued. But guess what? More and more are starting to ask us nut jobs questions. Hmm. Now, this is good news. I know I sound crazy, as I am seeing signs of people actually waking up. You know, you know the, the global shutdowns have taken most of their livelihoods, a lot of them, sports, their various forms of entertainment, and it's forced them to pull their heads out of their mm, sand pits and start looking up. Well, hallelujah. Like I said previously, before COVID, people put up with me. But now, again, the realization of something major coming has totally piqued their interest in these end times. Even my website is seeing much new interest because of it. And of course, I'm very excited that world conditions have evolved into increasing chaos by the moment. I know I'm sick. But once considered sick, 
to even think this way, people now are beginning to realize that the one and only real and true hope is drawing closer and closer by the moment. And hallelujah for that. For those who are seeking, the fear apocalypse is fading into the background. That's what I love about our Tuesday night meetings. People can come and talk and fear is fading and hope is returning. One of the unique features of Bible prophecy is that it takes all the disparate parts and pieces of world events, summarizes them, and then forecasts them hundreds and thousands of years before, beforehand as things that will absolutely come true, come to pass. I mean, the prophecy is written so many years ago, 2,500 years ago. I mean, it's just amazing. In fact, you know, Chuck Missler said it best when he said, the Bible is the only book that hangs its entire credibility on its ability to write history in advance without error. Boy, is he right. I, haven't, I cannot find an error in the Bible when it comes to Bible, well, anything, and Bible prophecy being included. Another quick point is that of the complete and utter failures of today's Laodicean dead church as to giving today's followers a complete and basic understanding of Scripture in the whole, uh, I am still shocked when I visit with church leaders and pastors as to how little they do know, again, about nearly one-third of all the scriptures. If you only teach part of something, you're not teaching the whole picture. You know, sim simply put, and, and the reason is, is the seminaries today, I mean seminaries, do not, they don't teach it anymore. In fact, it seems they make every concerted effort to totally avoid it, churches included. It's too controversial. We don't want to talk about that stuff. It scares people. No, it don't. It gives them hope. It's truth. When you see truth coming true, it gives you a different view. You know, for a moment, can we even try to imagine that what it must have been like for the watchmen of days gone by? I can't even imagine. How could they even begin to earn any credibility of, of what they were learning? And just look at the few examples. And just these things, just even a few years ago, the mark of the beast. You know, the two witnesses lying dead in the streets for the whole world to see, then and now. Look at the difference. I mean, now the technology is there for these things to happen. The Gog-Magog coalition, which will make up the Ezekiel 38 war. First of all, when Ezekiel wrote this some 2,600 years ago, these nations didn't even exist. Islam didn't exist. True today? You bet it is. All of them are coming together as a coalition. Third Jewish temple. Now, during the writings of the prophets Ezekiel and Daniel, their prophecies were written around 500 to 570 to 580 BC, again about 25 to 2600 years ago, about the time of the destruction of the first temple. And now they're talking about the third temple. They don't even know what happened to the second temple. You know, in fact, the, temp, the third temple is almost ready. To, all they got to do is pretty, pretty much put it up. They got almost everything ready to go. It's amazing. It's coming soon. <clears throat> global government's another one. The word global wasn't even in their dictionaries yet. But now the push for a 10-region global governance system is on the drawing board. And with apparent soon collapse of the only superpower, which is America, it's all but a done deal. Well, the image of the beast... Not even possible to even begin to imagine when John wrote this in chapter 13 of Revelation 2,000 years ago. But now the technology is here with holograms and everything else. No problem. What about the whore of Revelation 17, the world church? 
beyond human concept then and uh, until now and currently now living in the city of seven hills which is rome is the most progressive anti-christian pope in roman catholicism's history which influences 1.3 billion of today's people on this earth unbelievable man okay well thank god the rapture we will have the rapture of the true christ believing remnant and to wrap up, once we see the final collapse of the United States, the remaining superpower, all the aforementioned will fall into easily into place, especially with the rapture of the church. You know, with the time we have left, us true remnant. With this time we have left, and I say that with emphasis, not a lot. Let's spend every moment in prayer and witness as our rapidly approaching exit is imminent. He's there preparing, Jesus is there preparing a, 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 a palace for us. I mean, it's hard to even imagine. And remember, eternity is a very long time. So where we and those we love spend it is quite important. He is coming soon. And let's make as many as we can rapture ready. Okay. Until next time, this is Red.